This week on Amazingly Terrible, we are watching G.I. Joe, episodes 46 and 47, World Without End, part 1 and part 2. Did we already do this, or is that alternate versions of us? That was Ooh. alternate versions of us. Oh, every version is, this is an alternate a new, version. Is this a new episode, or just... Three of us are actually dead on the side of a ravine. Three, three right. people we've been drinking. But one of us turned out to be the lover of a dominatrix. So. Oh my god. I didn't I've never identified with the character stronger. <laughs> <laughs> I just I connect with this guy. I was, I was winning that. It's fucking amazing. You're listening to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast that asks what is your K-rate for G.I. Joe in your 40s? My name's Adam. It is a not a good ratio. I'm Matt. My call sign's Mike. I cut out caffeine 10 years ago. I'm David. <laughs> you poor bastard. And I get to present this train wreck. This is Derek. <laughs> You're probably the nice. only one who can still drink coffee. Well, I, well it's uh, decaf, but yeah. <laughs> commander on deck. You switched yeah, to actually, decaf? I do. Yeah. And it occurred to me. Why didn't I think of this earlier? If if you lower the amount of caffeine in coffee, then you can drink more coffee. Yeah. I like that idea. There you go. Yeah, Until I, it becomes I definitely... decaf, and then it becomes gross. Then you can drink all of the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized that about five years ago. There was a definitely a, a a ones and zeros moment where like I could drink coffee all day and feel fine, to if I had more than like two or three cups in the morning, I felt hungover and like I was going to die by 4 p.m. Yeah. 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 So that's when I cut a lot of that out of my system. See, I'm just tired of like sitting and staring at the ceiling at two o'clock in the morning and saying, God, I'm, am I hungry or can I just not stop thinking or is it the coffee? It's probably the coffee. <laughs> it's also, it, it's like 90% anxiety and 10% coffee. Yeah, dude, oh, your man. K rate is super slow. So, like, a super <laughs> slow K rate is inversely proportional to the amount of anxiety that your system has. My my anxiety is so off the charts that I I cannot fall asleep without listening to something. Folks, and it, on and screen, it has to be an audio. Matt is rolling up his sleeves into a sleeveless t shirt, like mm-hmm. eighth grade oh, softball team. Look at that. Look mm. at those guns, those fucking pipes. Nice. nice. You know, oh, dude. Jelly. Back- Back when uh, I was in all this muscle is from lifting a child. His his, his new GI <laughs> Joe call sign is pipe worker mm-hmm. for more than one reason. Guys, do you remember when I was like all of ninety pounds and I would cut the sleeves off of the shirts and like run around? Hell yeah, dude! Because you didn't give a fuck when you were all of ninety. <laughs> you're pounds. like nineteen years old and you're like, yeah, man, I'm fucking hot. Yeah, and it looked you know like two, it looked like two popsicle sticks stuck in a big <laughs> bowl of white pudding. And that's back when t-shirts all were like double XLs, regardless of oh. how big you were. Oh, yeah. Like you yeah. were wearing a fucking muumuu with no sleeves. God, we probably... with some with some terrible fucking graphic on the front and or some band. Yeah. You'd say half um, of which I wish I had back. Big Johnson's funny pun <laughs> oh, yeah. lemonade. The Big Johnson's oh, hard God, drives. The Big Johnson's the big dog T-shirts. Yep. Oh, so gross. Such misogyny. It's crazy that they were allowed that people wore them. Sorry, the Mike. People enjoyed it. Yeah. It's not crazy. Have you gone back and watched anything like from the late '90s? It it's, was just that's the show. Stop yeah. over the top. Like, it did Stripperella recently. Well, yeah. it's the early 2000s, Horrible. too. It was like the we don't give a shit before like people became self-conscious about not giving a shit. 
But it wasn't even that. It's what we talked about in Stripperella. It's just it got to this this point where people just wanted to be edgy, and it wasn't yeah. even funny anymore. They were just like, we're just going to be edgelords. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. like the all of society was like simultaneously 14, and we're just, like, just going to be giant fucking edgelords for about five years, and then we all grew up and went, oh. Oh, yeah, we, oh, I sober, we sobered up bad. Do you guys know what uh, show really didn't age well? Friends? Mm. Dinosaurs. What? Yeah. <laughs> I have not we've talked show. about we've talked about dinosaurs before. Oh, have we? Oh, well, okay. right. isn't it like Homer Simpson as a dinosaur, or like no? It's it's more like no. the Honeymooners <laughs> as dinosaurs. Uh, like, yeah, did he be, he beat the other dinosaurs <laughs> straight to the moon? He was he was physically abusive. He threatened his wife with physical abuse a lot, and I think he actually did abuse, like smack his kids every now and again. Pow zoom nice. straight to the crater that caused the extinction sixty-five yep. million years ago. That was that was the last episode. They had the extinction event on the last episode. Well, thank God for that. Everything has to have an end. That's right. Did we <laughs> talk about including dinosaur our, detective? Sh- our horrible show will someday end? <laughs> yeah, it will never end. Can you imagine if the show had been renewed? <laughs> After wait, wait, that, our our yeah. show or their show? <laughs> our show is always renewed. Yeah, it, just, we it just becomes don't stop. it's born again, fresh Are every you day. Me? Right now, David like is a, programming like a Greek Chat God. GTP to actually just <laughs> continue on Do with our us show. When, I, when we die. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. David- their jokes would be better. <laughs> David, how do More we than how do we do that where we, we program in our voices so that you can just have us <laughs> talk without us being there? Uh, I do know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to need that Larynx for this project. Yeah, yeah. Matt, you said you have to listen to uh, audio as you fall asleep. Does that mean that you listen to us talking? Sometimes. Sometimes I do. <laughs> Usually it's an audio book. It's like a historical audio book. I think I've listened to a distant, uh, a distant mirror like 40, 45 times, something like that. Over and over again. Does it work? Uh, it it shuts my brain down. It keeps me from thinking. Well, okay. It's well, like then... carpet bombing your your thoughts. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of carpet bombing, let's talk about GI Joe. Let's is he really talk about an American them. hero, or is wait, he? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, we were going to talk about Matt's uh, vacation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So this this is I mean it might connect a bit with GI Joe. I went to Cuba. Oh, no way. shit, really? What yes. the fuck, man? <laughs> That's awesome. I'm from, my family's from there. Why didn't you invite me? <laughs> I'm legitimately no, 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 shocked. Seriously. Holy yeah. fuck. That's yeah, awesome. Tell us about it. Yeah, it was, it was um, very interesting. It's a very weird place. It is definition dystopian. What? It is insane. Believe it. All the pictures are like super. Like, oh, no, it, it looks like that. It does look like that. Well, so I have I have a wait, series wait, wait, wait. of questions. Hold on, wait, wait, Matt. As the resident communist, how could you say? <laughs> how could you say Cuba <laughs> is dystopian? Sorry, I said Cuba. Cuba. I don't. Cuba. Yeah, okay. Cuba Gooding Jr. He went yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, we're talking about a different it. Cuba. Okay. I, why are you calling him the communist when I on this podcast have said that money is not real? Oh, you're both are in hot competition. So I mean, we're, we're, not, right. we're not. Let's let's get to some brass tacks here. Questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Question number one: Is it 
to go to Cuba, do you still have to have one of those? I forget what it was like thirteen or twenty one reasons, like yes. 20, like categories to essentially say, "Hey, I'm going for X" to be able to get the ability to go. Yes, you have to go uh, for one of twelve reasons, and okay. one of the reasons is support of the Cuban people. <laughs> So generic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I say I went to in order to support the Cuban people, and there's certain requirements that you have to have to do it. But it's essentially the one that lets you take a vacation there. Yeah. Because the things that you have to do are the things that it's you shopping. do on a vacation. Yeah. yeah. I like, to actually go on a fly fishing vacation to Cuba, and that was the one that they, they categorized it under. Is wow. you're supporting the Cuban people because you're paying you know, guides and putting money into their economy and everything else. Okay, question two. And you cannot employ or shop at government. Like, you can't stay at a government hotel. You can't stay. Now, when I first first went, was reading about it, I was like, this is weird, right? Like, not used to that at all. The thing is, the government has set itself up in direct competition with the people. It owns all the resorts. <laughs> it owns all of the big tourist attractions. It owns all the kick cool old hotels. And every time you go there and you pay money to any of those things, it owns a whole bunch of restaurants. It home, mm. you know, like mm. it just flat out owns those businesses, and it will not like it. Basically, shuts out anybody any any competition. And creates rules in which there can't be competition for it. So how do you how do you get around the requirement that you're not supposed to stay at any government owned or propri- like be a proprietor of a government owned thing? You can do it through Airbnb, and then you you're contracting with like a small business owner in inside Cuba who is you know one of the houses that they that they uh, they are using because you can't own more than one house outside your family. So mm-hmm. one house per per family member. And you you use that as like an Airbnb or a small, you know. Gotcha. Wait, per family member? See, so you're not allowed to own two pieces of property. But if you have a family of four, you could have four houses. You could, yes. <laughs> if they such were adults. A loophole. If they're adults, yeah. But it's it's also like the housing is, and the whole place is batshit insane. It, it is all falling down and falling to pieces. Yeah. And a huge number of buildings are just skeletal. And mm. the roads are, like, destroyed overnight. The roads were fucking insane. And there's not a lot of traffic laws <laughs> that oh, people yeah. seem to follow. <laughs> well, Particularly like, in this city. South America so, was like that, too. Like, Argentina was insane. Question yeah, two, 2.53, wherever we're at. Uh, where did you have to fly into in order to fly to Cuba? Just flew into Havana. It's really easy through Delta. What? But but straight from New York, or did you have to fly out of Miami? Oh man, I had to do all these connections because we were flying out of DC. So mm. we had to, for some reason, yeah, I'll get I'll get back to you, Derek. For some reason, we had to go to like Detroit and then Atlanta and then Miami and then. And we looked at okay, well, can we just do a direct flight to Miami from DC, and then because it, but it was cheaper to do it this way. Could you mm. drive to, to Miami? Miami? Sh- sure. <laughs> well, never mind. So, of all the things you said, Matt, actually, that makes the most sense. Like DCA is a small. Did you fly to DCA or IAD? Uh, DCA. Yeah, DCA is a small airport, and it's not a Delta hub. So, to get to a big Delta hub, you had to go. And DCA doesn't really connect direct to Atlanta. Just it, that's hub bullshit. That's United States yeah. air travel. And we looked at um, 
we look we looked at flying out of Dulles, but it wasn't Dulles was worse. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Dulles is also a fucking nightmare. So you just flew from Miami to Havana. Yeah. It's really wow. sh- really short flight. Really easy. Yeah, I mean, it's probably what like 35 minutes. Yeah, you just there's a couple things you have to buy. You have to get built into the price of the ticket is medical insurance. Okay. And you also have to buy a, a uh, tourist visa. It's essentially a visa that they only make Americans buy. Mm. You can send away for it and spend like $65 if you're planning ahead, or you can buy it at the gate for $100. Okay. Oh, this is so exciting. like that, too. Like, they charged you to leave the country. Yeah. This, this is just like an America tax because they're don't yeah. like the new, uh, you know, that they've reimposed the sanctions. Yeah. 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 Or to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. So so you did go for vacation, though. You weren't going for work or anything like that. You weren't I went to support the uh, Cuban people. I'm yeah. sorry. You went to support he, the Cuban people, yeah. Yeah. But you he did has not to go keep, to work yourself. He has to keep on saying that, Adam, so <laughs> don't ask. I went, to, I went there in support of the Cuban people. So how did you support the Cuban people? Like, what... What did you give I had freedom, a great freedom bucks? What did you draw for them? Fidel Pesos. Uh, I supported them by uh, supporting local businesses. So, okay. Did, so you, did you paint a mural for them? Basically, their whole country has been like, I don't know how to describe it other than like turned out. They've all been turned out to get foreign currency. So there's really like two Cubas, people who can get foreign currency and people who can't. Mm-hmm. There are people get rations. The rations will maybe last you four days in the beginning of the month. Then anything else you have to buy on the private market, which is basically anytime there's a private business and what's available for buy, purchase in Cuban pesos is very minimal. Like there are both public, there's both public and private stores that will allow you to, to buy things, but what's available is like literally like a grand total of seven items like you know chicken pork you can get that you can get cheese you can get you know maybe three or four kinds of vegetables and that's kind of it anything else you want to buy you have to buy in special special grocery stores that are run by the government that accept a digital currency that is pegged to foreign currency so one, um, what they call MLP, one MLP is basically equal to $1. And you have to use that in order to buy anything good, basically. They don't allow non-citizens into the those grocery stores. Because I think they have a ton of stuff in them. So Interesting. basically they've motivated everyone to just try to squeeze to squeeze foreign currency out of people. Essentially turning the, you know, whoever can into a tourist industry, like that services tourists. Yeah, yeah. They're doing it because they're constantly buying up all of that currency from their own citizens at a crazy rate. Black market rates, basically. Like four times the dollar, four times the actual value in pesos or in, in ML, MLP. Mm. So, is, it, is it illicit market or- there is supposedly also a black market. I don't know anything about it. You know, like that wasn't. No, are like, we allowed to say black market, or is it supposed to be like called illicit market? I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, I, I do you would mean, still use black market. Do you, okay. Do, do you think there's like a 
PC-ness associated with it. Yeah, well, I didn't yeah. know this was I didn't know this was a, a thing. Well, I don't know, grandfathered was uh hamstrung me. I was like I didn't realize that there was a racial connotation uh to that. But it was Yeah, it, that was uh traced back to slavery where if your grandfather was a slave uh or your grandfather wasn't a slave, then it meant you were or weren't. I don't know. You were grandfathered in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically. Anyways, this is neither here nor GI Joe. There. So you were you were only allowed if you had pesos to go purchase stuff in essentially the government run shop. Yeah, you could not go into the shop that had MLP. But I'm sure there was no. a bevy of people who were more than willing to upcharge you to go sure. yeah, into sure. the shop at the MLP to get stuff, right? I I bet if we went looking for it, we could probably have found a way to get in there, but we didn't really want to be in there. Like, you don't really want to gotcha. fuck around with the government. And the government, I mean, just the way the government acts and the things it does, it's flat out fucking evil. Oh, it's, we just don't want to mess with well, it. Well, yeah, we yeah. do this for 70 yeah, no, years. <laughs> yeah, it's just flat out evil. So traveling there is very conflicting. Really hard. So you can't. You want to go to a museum and see art. You're supporting the government. So what? What made you want to go to Cuba? Oh, I love the Cuban government. <laughs> <laughs> no, that shit no, for real. Like, how come? <laughs> we wanted to go someplace that was warm, and we could have some like tropical kind of vacation kinds of things while supporting the Cuban people. Yes. And we wanted we wanted a place that was interesting, you know, mm-hmm. and, and different yeah. where we where we could learn things. What about and Key have West? cultural experiences? Hemingway. We talked about Key West, yeah. No, dude, that's fucking fantastic. Cuba is yeah. absolutely I, there's two places on the globe that I would love to visit and I cannot go to both of them. One is mainland China because that mm. whole fucking train wreck and then the other one is Cuba. I hope that in at least the Western Hemisphere relations finally normalizes the boomers die off. Maybe. And we can actually be like, hey, millennial Cubans, you like baseball and video games, and we like baseball and video games. Can we yeah. be friends again? And they'll be like, yeah, we don't like communism. It was a fucking mistake, and our parents were idiots. And we go, yeah, cool, okay, cool. Like, let's watch baseball and play video games at the end and have good cigars. There's definitely, like, a ton of opportunity there. Like, mm-hmm. it, Dude, it was the third wealthiest country in the Western, the entire fucking Western Hemisphere before Fidel Castro. I wish I would have asked my grandmother more questions. Like, she left right before the Cuban uprising, um, but she, mm-hmm. she was there. She, you know, she was born in Cuba and apparently was in the upper middle-class echelon yeah that's why she left yep yeah there was a huge fucking wealth gap in cuba (laughs) that's why the guy with the shitty beard there still is yeah well yeah i mean generally in any sort of dystopian authoritarian nightmare of a government that masquerades as communism there's the haves and there's the have-nots the end yeah and the haves are all connected to the government yeah Anyways, that's awesome. I would recommend it. It's very interesting, but it is very... Um, Dystopian, communist? Yeah, difficult. I'm going to go grab another beer, and then we are just going to go fucking jam it in. Let's get this done. All right, so we actually are not watching episode 47 and 48. Uh, we're episode 36 and 37. I thought it was 46 and 47. 
it technically was the 46th and 47th essentially publication of G.I. Joe in a cartoon format. There were two mini five-episode, I believe they were put out on VHS cassette when they picked up the license to begin with. But the actual TV show... Yeah, those got broken into episodes, though. ...started at episode 11. Hmm. Like, they, they were designed to be and were broken into episodes. And yep. are con- they're considered part of the run, but... Yeah. Yeah, anyway, we're nerding. Yeah, we're we're nerding. A little bit of background here. So I don't. Did we do a GI Joe yet? I can't remember if we have. Yes, in the past we did. did. I don't think you were there though. I think you you missed it. Yeah, we d- we did. And it, it was episode forty five. So I just thought we were going in order. Oh. <laughs> <Nice>. So GI <laughs> Joe had a couple of different cartoon runs. Um, this is the nineteen. Technically, it's considered the nineteen eighty three run because that's what started the two like two five-episode VHS cassettes, and then the episodes that we were watching actually started right about 1985 and then ran to 86, 87-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, it was then picked back up in 89, and one of the big things that jumped out, the reason I'm bringing this up is one of the big things that jumped out to me at the beginning is the G.I. Joe song was not the song that I remember as a kid. I remember, like, you got to get tough. Yo, Joe. That was the theme song for the 1989. Second I wouldn't series. even call it, like, yeah, a revival it was actually a continuation of the storyline. And then the other thing, when I went to go research this a couple weeks ago, and then I redid it today to just make sure I was all on the same page, is uh, when you started watching the fucking show in 89, it was brought to you by a company called DIC, and it was Dick. <laughs> dick. <laughs> yeah. I was we, just we, like, we, oh, my God. Yeah. I forgot about Dick. dick. before. Dick yep. is, well, Dick is the reason why there were two series. Yes. When the original Sweetheart deal was made, Hasbro was footing the bill for production, and they came in and undersold, I believe they undersold Sunbow to get the, uh, uh, by taking on a lot of the cost of production themselves. Yep. Hmm. It was Sunbow, and they uh, there was actually a couple things that, and some of the things I read that said actually the animation style uh, the budget was slashed considerably. Oh, I'm and sure. And the, uh, the production value of the show was... was Substantially less than what we're seeing here in the uh, the eighty three show, because um, c- honestly, this looks really good. There's a lot. Actually, I have a lot of positive things to say about this. Couple things as a lead in. I don't really know a lot of the GI Joe characters. Like I, I didn't follow it religiously as a kid. I remember all the cool toys, and then and we're going to talk actually predominantly about those toys, those vehicles that we saw. But like, I don't remember who Steeler was. I didn't remember who. Uh, Grunt was like some of these guys, like Steeler, Grunt, and Clutch were first generation series toys. They okay. all came out in the f- like the first year in the first toy line. So retiring Sweet. them is like not really a big deal. And you can kind of tell if you look at like the design of their uniforms compared to like Flint, who's yeah. in the same episode. His uniform is like much more developed and he's just more detailed. And these gotcha. guys are like wearing suspenders and shit. Well, Grunt especially, because Grunt really looks like just generic soldier. Yeah. Like, yeah. Without even camouflage. So. Grunt is wearing like the 1960s commando outfit, like turtleneck. He's dressed like Archer in his yeah. $900 <laughs> tactical turtleneck. So, anyways, yeah, fill me in on some of the things that I'm not too smart about because I don't remember it as a kid. But I'm sure I saw these episodes as a child. I just remember the You Got to Get Tough, Yo, Joe, the opening. And this one was just like this ballad of G.I. Joe, like singing about how he's great yeah. and everything. And then one more thing. That it's, had, uh, it's like a Folsom Prison showcase. Johnny Cash is there singing yeah. the ballad of G.I. Joe. 
So one more thing I, I want to bring up before we launch into the episode, because I I had to look up um, at one point they talked about like something like, hey, that's the U.S. military liaison. And I realized I was like, I don't really understand how G.I. Joe interfaces with the the <laughs> military. Right. Yeah. I just as a kid, I just thought that they were like army dudes. Right. And so G.I. Joe actually is a special forces team um, that exists alongside like Delta Force, the CIA's special operations group or whatever. And it's people brought in from all different like branches of service to go on these super covert missions. And at the very beginning of, I believe, the comic... But every it doesn't member... fall in the, uh, un, in the, uh, under any particular service, right? I think the, no, Delta, just... the Deltas fall under the Navy, don't they? Delta falls under Army. Oh, okay. Seals um, or Navy. Seals or Navy. Like, but yeah. it's beyond that. It's like the super-duper top-secret, like, crazy. They were required to fake their own death before joining the Joes. What? <laughs> yeah, no. out of the comics. Uh-huh. What? 100%. <laughs> All of them? Yep. What? That that totally does not mash up with like even the dialogue that we're hearing here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Or he, yeah. They must have changed that for the cartoon. They had to have changed that for the cartoon. It, yeah, this was something that I looked up because I looked up what was the origin of G.I. Joe because of the whole scene later on in the episode where they were like, you know, this is the... the I believe it was like a two-star. Like, this is the U.S. military liaison, and then it turns out to be one of the bad guys. Um, and then I also looked up, because I, I made a joke over a group text, where I was like, does G.I. Joe have the appropriate acquisition strategy and budgetary funding allotment to compete with Cobra on a, a you know a protracted long-term war? Right. And I was like, where the fuck does Cobra get their money from? Oh, yeah, there's yeah, we really no about explanation. This. They're just bad, and they, they just exist. And they, they have gazillions of dollars. Oh, yeah, they've got billions to burn like their mm-hmm. coffee budget alone you know all those yeah. guys in those blue uniforms are tucking in a blue mountain bean yeah exactly what whatever <laughs> so they're feeding their they're feeding their cobras so episode opens and we have a crack team of cobra we've got Muscle shirt guy with sick glasses. We've got mm-hmm. Kiss Reject. We've got Lizard Face Dude. <laughs> and they are in a safe with the world's worst chainsaw attempting to steal a video cassette recorder, according to one of them. Yeah. Uh, th- th- these guys, I think, are the Marauders. They're all Australian, except for Zartan, yeah. who oh, is the, the Kiss Reject. Like, yeah, like yeah but, but he's wearing a security guard uniform. So we obviously missed the part of the episode where he, like, joins this bank as a security guard. Yeah. But still yeah. in full kiss makeup. They, they they did jump through the lengthy application process. We didn't have to watch that in real time. Now, I do have to say, I really did enjoy what they did for the uh, vocals for uh, Zoltan. The Zoltan, right? Yeah. Zartan. 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 Yeah, Zoltan so, is uh, big. They, g- so they gave so, him so, some... Uh, Sorry. They gave him some reverb. To his voice, so he's got like a little bit of an echo that I like yeah. a lot. It sounds like a thousand people screaming from inside inside him. The blueprints, the blueprints. If Cobra's to build more of these devices, we must have the blueprints. They succeed in stealing this this video cassette recorder. The next scene cut to they are somewhere around San Francisco because they're going under the Golden Gate Bridge, and then they say, "Hey, we're going to meet in the redwood forest." And then they go to their base, which is in a redwood tree, 
with full-size mm-hmm. humans in a giant command center. So this redwood tree is like four to 500 yards across. <laughs> it's so enormous. I, I loved when... I loved when the tree went dark and they did the cutaway and you could yes. see inside. It was so like beautifully diagrammatic and I really nerded out over that. Yeah, that was really nice. <laughs> and then the their command center is like every 80s dystopian command center ever. Like all the 80s command centers had the big screen in the front, you know, because that was like the best technology. Yeah, yeah. But then they had this elevated circular platform that you had to go up these like quarter wrap circular staircases to get to. Mezzanine. It's Just a mezzanine. Just to watch it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was amazing. Come, so, Commander. Let's go up to the mezzanine level to watch mm-hmm. our debrief. And then you have, and then you have the guys that are actually controlling the computer screen too in front. So you always have like yeah, you don't have like devices. a keyboard and mouse up at the top. You have to yell down your yeah, yeah. next slide. Which fun fact? You got to be like levels to the real level. military. That's real, that's real military government right there. Yeah, yeah, like that. That that scene is a hundred percent accurate to how the military is. Current technology, twenty twenty four. In their command center, they realize that this video cassette recorder that they stole is actually a essentially a molecular rearranger, and what it can do is it can it can alter the molecular structure of anything to become anything else. And the it's a transmogrifier. Yeah, the example that they give is they're like, hey, if if there's a fort, we'll pretend this safe is a fort. We can turn the safe into tissue paper, and then we can tear the tissue paper apart. And I absolutely and like, love <laughs> the fact. I love the fact that they're showing this footage to show you what happens. In flashing on the bottom is dramatization. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> dramatization, dramatization. Because they want to make sure that you know that Cobra doesn't actually have the molecular destabilizer or whatever it is just yet. They're trying to acquire it. But again, this is the worst application of godlike technology. Yeah. yeah. Yes. By yeah, cartoon yeah. villains. Yeah. But yeah. let's get into let's get into the meat and potatoes of the, the forty five minutes of cartoons we watched. Next scene. Cue the Joes. You got Steeler, who's hanging out in a laser tank, and he's bitching about getting dumped. And then you got the Joes on the other bank of this river in what can best be described as a shopping cart combined with an anti-aircraft turret (laughs) that Lady J, with her big-ass titties, sits in, and the other two dudes hang on to the fucking push handle and ride it on the back. I don't even know it's a what this vehicle is supposed to be. It's not even a micro tank. It's a micro tank. It's a micro tank. What I what I love about this scene That's is as thing. we're cutting back and forth, as you have Steeler like complaining about his life, but then it cuts to the like a three quarter back angle of Mary Jane, and it looks like she's waving, but you can't see the other arm. And I'm pretty sure with that body motion, she's doing a jerk off motion at <laughs> Steeler. <laughs> I don't know. Steeler's Steeler's pretty great. I, I like Steeler. All these characters are actually pretty fantastic throughout the entire thing. I really enjoyed watching both these episodes. No, it's the later on in in the second episode, Lady Jane, Mary Jane, or whatever. The the when they're trapped later on, we'll talk about it. like they overdrew her chest like fucking crazy. You're like, okay, 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 Jesus Christ. So it, it's like anyways, borderline anime. Yeah, so they're they're this friendly banter back and forth where Steeler's talking about how he doesn't have a girlfriend, and and Jane is like, "Well, we all made sacrifices," and they're very clearly waiting for Cobra. I don't know if they've been pinged on Cobra stealing the video camera, the molecular reorganizer, or whatnot. But then Q, Q, they're on these cool ass hang glider things. These are not really these were actual toys. You could get these. 
Oh, I'd imagine they were. They were they're cool as shit. These look like some of the drones that we fly. And you have essentially an Israeli defense commando with a beret. I don't know his name, and he's he's flying after That's Kiss Flint, Reject. Flint. Flint. That's yeah, Flint. so yeah, Flint, Flint. Uh, Flint's flying after Kiss Reject Zartan, and Steeler's like, oh my god, like Bogey's coming up. He has it on his radar, and so a short chase ensues. Zartan traps Flint in between the a goalpost of a trees. And then Flint shoots old Zartan down with terrible fucking aim because nobody yeah. in this show can aim. And then <laughs> cut to cut to the Cobra guys, and they're driving around in a 1989, like, oh, what are these? Suzuki. Yeah, yeah. Is it Suzuki Trackers? And I actually looked it up. I, I thought it was based off of a vehicle that had been built before. Like, this is the, the one-seater or one row of seat, the two-seat SUV that was really popular in the early 90s. I believe it was the Geo Tracker in the United States, the Suzuki mm-hmm. something or other. And it was not a production vehicle in the early 80s, in 83, which I thought was kind of neat. Like, they created this vehicle, and evidently a vehicle designer in the late 80s was like, let's make a vehicle after this G.I. Joe vehicle. So a chase <laughs> ensues, and then this is right at, like, 409 is where you see the shopping cart with the two dudes <laughs> hanging on the fucking back of this thing. Lady J's driving it. The uh, the Suzuki tracker trooper or whatever is in the river. They're floating along. There's a laser battle. Nobody's hitting a fucking thing. A big mm-hmm. tree falls out of nowhere. Steeler drives laser tank over the tracker. Missiles fly off. Zoltan is screaming. Evidently, the shopping cart with laser guns can float. They grab the high school diploma, and then missiles cook off. And that's pretty much this entire scene. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Zoltan, like, literally picks up the missiles and just shoots them. Like, I don't don't know of any missile system that just has, like, the, the, the shoot button just on the side of the fucking missile. Yeah, and, like, the missiles are pointed at his, like, the exhaust of the missiles are pointing at his chest and his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah he'd be vaporized. In yeah, half. wouldn't he be cooked? Well, the yeah. other thing is, he also was shooting a target that was, like, five feet away from him, so. Yeah, but, like, I don't even think the missiles could get up to speed, like. Yeah. There needs to be, like, kinetic energy that, like, goes into the fucking yeah, guys. Uh, target. The missiles, they're the problem. That's the, the missiles. Problem. Not, yeah, so. Not the Redwood we're about to see. Yeah, the Joes, the Joes give, you know, they give chase, and then we have some what appears to be early uh, computer-generated graphics to show a door opening in this 500-meter-wide redwood, and a Saturn V takes off the end. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> redwood <laughs> splits the in fuck? half. Red, yeah, the redwood just, like, splits in half and, like, just falls down like it's, like, peeled banana. Or yeah, whatever. it just opens up. But, like, thump, and then boom. Yeah. My my favorite line delivery for the whole show was was right here when Steeler says to Flint, "There was a spaceship in that tree." What do you think <laughs> about that? That's something we could tell our grandkids about Flint. And I was like, is, "Are he and Flint a thing? Are they married no, or something?" I think he's just bitter. Just, like I think this yeah. is him being bitter and shitty. All right, so then they get on a hovercraft for no good reason. And then they are trucking along, and they want to go meet with Flint and Lady J, who are on a train for no good reason. They all could have just gone together. A lot of things happen in this episode with no setup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interesting fact, the guy driving the hovercraft has a Boston Red Sox hat on. Oh, nice. Like, nice. out of nowhere. Yeah, like, I was like, all the things. No, that's the only real thing. He's from Boston. 
cute. They they're like, this is a train with <laughs> fucking grain cars that turn out to be like command centers. And all I could think of was Under Siege Two. <laughs> 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 Nice, nice. Well, anyways, on the train, we got uh, Flint and Lady J, and they go to meet with the the U.S. Army two-star, which is what prompted me to look up, like, hey, what was the G.I. Joe's relationship with with the U.S. Army? Finding out that they were essentially a super, like, deep fucking operative special operations team. He pulls off his mask, it's Zartan, and then the female with him pulls off her mask, and it's sexy librarian Baroness, which will... There's differentiation that's coming up in this episode, but she's in mm. sexy librarian mode, which is evil mode. They got these green masks on, which I guess are voice synthesizers slash protectors against the the fucking nerve gas that they throw. Yeah. Anyways, they everybody look cool, kind of though. They do. Everybody falls out, and it turns on we're on a trestle bridge built in the 1800s that yeah, yeah. steam engines used to go over. Hey, uh, a fight ensues, and then sparkles happen, and <laughs> things <Sorry>. collapse. <laughs> As, dude, well, that's seriously what happens. Well, that's what my notes say. Like, a fight ensues, and sparkle happens, yellow smoke, and then the Joes find themselves on planet of the apes. So the, well, the, the, the sparkles are things happen in between. They, they, they fucking send a guy to go stop the Joes from discovering or from, like, dealing with the plans or, like, go capture the plans for the right. Joes. And they give the guy the fucking weapon they're trying to get the plans for. Right. Like, why yes. not just keep that in, in base so you can, like, reverse engineer it if you need to at the very least. It's so that he can look at, check all the papers that they have on them and find the one that has a drawing of that weapon. He has to hold it up to compare. Oh, he has to hold it up. Okay. Yeah. See, that makes sense. Know, that totally You don't know how sense. much paperwork the Joes have to do. Uh, yeah. Steelers are always complaining about it. There's so much paperwork. Oh, That's my right. God. Yeah. Cobra Commander was like, hey, you guy, take, don't forget to take the things so you know what you're getting. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I am kind of generalizing because I, I want to get to I want to get to talking about the vehicles. Like, I think that's there's a lot of highlights in this episode and we're going to hit them. But the best part is the showcase of nonsensical bullshit. That is G.I. Joe. <laughs> and that was that was some of my favorite. So anyways, the Joes wake up and they're in a desolate wasteland. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't know what's going on. They're like, hey, where are we? Where did the trees go? Where did the river go? Where did the trestle bridge go? And everything is this just kind of limestone, for lack of a better term, limestone quarry, right? Yeah. And they're just kind of walking around trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And I believe the next scene is where Steeler gets bit. Yeah. yeah. A, a yeah. pink yeah. bug shows up. Bites and it looks like neck. some sort of, like... Like an antlion, and it just bites him on the back of the neck. Yeah, and this is he when things start going downhill for our boy Steeler. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, I'll, I'll cut the head off this snake right away, was fantastic. Yes. Honest to goodness, I thought that was great in, in this show. Like The way Steeler goes, loses it, honestly, this is why I picked this episode, because it freaked me out when I was a kid. Oh, really? No shit. <laughs> I thought it was, as as an adult, nice, I thought nice. it was a little bit comical, but at the same point in time, I really appreciate it. I was like, this is really good. This is good storytelling. Yeah. 
So then they're they're rolling along, and all of a sudden these these shapes come out of the sun, and it turns out it it's Cobra grunts flying much more advanced versions of what we saw them flying back in the previous the previous planet or reality or whatever they're on. Yeah, they have like steel steel kites now. Yeah, they're yeah. they're much yeah. better. They've got integrated weapons. They're not just kind of like shooting their their laser pistols. And so the Joes are running. Uh, there are multiple scenes in this. This part, like, bemused me is the fact that there are multiple scenes from kind of over the shoulder of the Cobra pilots, and the Cobra pilots aren't even, like, making a good attempt to shoot at the Joes. No. They're just, like, shooting in yeah. between them, <laughs> and it's just so bad. They're, like, struggling to find the spaces between the Joes. Oh, yeah, they're even worse than the Stormtroopers. The Joes do manage to shoot one of these things down, um, and in the, the you know... Early 80s cartoons, he ejects and parachutes out because we can't show the Cobra guy just blowing the fuck up. Well, here we saw Cobra, though, doing some solid tactical procedures where they've attacked out of the the sun. The Joes are all complaining about how bright the sun is. And I think one point where they turn around, they're like, oh, the I mean, sun, that's about uh. as solid as they get. <laughs> yes. They're, later, they display less tactical prowess. Anyways... The Joes escape. They they end up finding a, I believe they say like, hey, this is the motor pool. Like it's in a sorry state. They they are kind of starting to put two and two together right now, and they think that they have been knocked out for a substantial period of time. They think it's years, right? Because they can't find any of their old equipment. They can't find any of their old comrades or whatever. And they go. They activate. Uh, what was the name of that thing? It was. It's essentially a dune buggy with guns on it. So at one point, one of the Joes says hey, we need to be inconspicuous, right? Like, he's like, yo, we need to roll, like, with silence. Meanwhile, they get their fucking, all their lights on. They're just, like, rolling up and down hills. Like, they're the they're the loudest object in the fucking goddamn universe at this point. They all have their cosplay uh, army exactly. uniforms Exactly, like, nobody, on. nobody is... Nobody's trying to strip it, their gear off or anything. Yeah. Anyways, they run out of gas, or their their system quits, whatever. And thank God, because there's... Bargain hut right in front of him. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Bargains. <laughs> yeah, it's a real billards moment. I had this dune buggy and it was great. Oh was, fuck was, yeah, dude! For a minute, I thought you were going to say you had the store. Oh nice. <laughs> it was that, or like a rocker, a rocket propelled car, or a old man in a store playset, and I was like, fucking, <laughs> fuck give, yeah, dude. give me the old man. Oh yeah. What's that? He's got pork rinds. So they go in, and it's an old man and an old woman. The Joes evidently have enough money to buy like eight motorbikes. Yeah, yeah. You know, they just they just have a hundred thousand dollars in, in cash. the store. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. That this uh, tiny little shack, this mm-hmm. little bait shop has. Yeah. And this is this is our first indication, aside from the Cobra assaults, but this is our first indication that things are are seriously wrong, in the fact that they go to pay for these motorbikes. And when they pay for the motorbikes, this set of like retina scanning goggles comes down from a sphincter in the ceiling, mm-hmm. and they ask, you know, uh, what's his nuts to essentially scan his retinas. Flint and Flint, Flint thank yeah. you. And strangely enough, it says, "Hey, not recognized as any sort of dis- dissident, like transaction approved." Like you'd think, like, "Hey, Cobra Joe's." Yeah, and then so that kind of is like, "Hey, what's going on here?" Clearly, they aren't, you know, they aren't connected to the central database. So the old lady Maybe. in the store. This is this is the first time that you start seeing Steeler. By the way, really start to look sick. Like yeah, he's yeah. got 
He's, he's get- got hives or measles on his face. His eyes are purple. He's sweating bullets. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really seem to know what's going on. The jo- other Joes do not give a shit. Nobody no, reacts. No. No, nobody's nobody like, hey, Steeler, yeah. what's wrong with you? Yeah. They're just like, dude, Get like, the fucking how car. much did you drink last night? Yeah. You piece of shit, Steeler. And so they, they bring it up, and the old woman kind of offers up some stuff that, hey, there used to be like some sort of resistance base down in the proving ground. And she doesn't say like who it is. She just says the government began using that as essentially a training ground, a proving ground. Like, that's where we're going to practice our weapons and our tactics and all this other stuff and also that they they use a weather changing device specifically yeah it's a weather seeding or, weather seeding. yeah i believe weather changing whatever i, I yeah. think they also say that they're breeding insane insects and diseases out there yep no do they oh maybe they did and then so uh, scene end all the joes get on their their motorbikes they roll off and then grandpa turns to grandma <laughs> and he's like you need to shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then where we really know something is wrong is as they ride off, he runs out and he's like, hey, your money is not good here. This is worthless. This is United States dollars. And he's holding a fistful of a hundreds and he just kind of tosses it in the wind. Like this money is no good anymore. Mm-hmm. I really do like, I, I like the old man that's like, you know, I'm going to sell my highest end product to these strangers that have come out of nowhere and I'm going to take the money from them, but I'm not going to take the time to look to see if it's Confederate money or not. Right. I'm just going to take the paper and trust that it's the exact amount that they were trying to pay me. And then as they're leaving, that's when I'm going to count the money and realize that it's uh right. I like the idea that the, the Cobra would come in and not redesign the money. It would be still be very similar. He would just put that's, his face yeah. on it. Nice, that's nice. Yeah. that's great because that's like, fucking that's the first thing I'm doing when I take over, fucking take redesigning your... the money. Well, we're about to we're about to see a whole bunch of that. That's prime yeah. propaganda right so, there. Yeah. You're gonna redesign the money, but just like ever so slightly, so the old money can still get put into circulation somehow. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go get another beer because that one went down real quick, and then we are gonna get into the second half of this episode. <laughs> Okay, so as they're riding away, they're they're chatting about essentially kind of, hey, what's what's the weird shit that's going on? And they come to the realization that, you know, the United States government doesn't have a weather dominator. And they're like, let's go find our old fortress. They get up to the old fortress, and then they can't believe it's essentially locked down by Cobra. Right? This is the point where they realize that, hey, Cobra has won whatever the, the conflict is. I don't... They don't know that it's essentially alternate dimension at this point in time. They they think that it's been a, a hot minute. Yeah, they think they're in the the near future, basically. Yeah, they they don't think it's like right now. It's it's a couple years in the future. So they coordinate this assault. <laughs> Poor Steeler right now is is just getting more and more fucked up. And then the best part of the assault is one, Lady J just hurls a spear that catches on fire and then catches a bunch of like like I, vines on fire. Yeah. And then evidently the cobra guys like their glasses, their face masks like emote. No, one of them. Does. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that <laughs> that's I think that's a character. specific character. That's yes, like a specific character. Yeah. He's like fire and then later they they drop a bunch of rocks on his head and he says ouch. But it's it's um, all in reverse though. It's a Yeah. Yeah, it's for him to see. Those those letters must it's, be like 30 feet tall yeah. from his perspective. He's just exactly. not a very good actor. Like, all of his lines 
go across his face so they can read in time. You know. Yeah, they have to. <laughs> they have to screen him. Well, and, and the one thing is, is the GI Joe Fortress is uh, inside the proving ground where all this weapon testing is taking place. They the the old lady mentions that in the bait shop. So yeah. Yeah, they they essentially put the proving ground over where the I believe she called them at the time the resistance, and they're referred yeah. to that for the most part uh, through the rest of the two episodes. So the Joes get into the base. Uh, they start running some diagnostics. They realize that like, hey, they can't contact anybody. They then start finding guys who are disappearing or essentially KIA, and this is kind of the realization that they come to is that like, hey, Cobra is is kind of one at this point. Yeah, they seem. They seem to find a list that tells them that every Joe is basically dead or missing. Missing. Yep. Well, specifically, they said every Joe is missing except for six. And yep. of those six that are missing, three of them are definitely dead. Yes. And, and it's like Duke, Dusty, Duke, Dusty, and I can't remember who the third one was. Yep. But I, I remember Dusty because I was like, damn, that's going to be pissed. His best friend. I was. Daniel. I shed a Dusty yep. tear for him. <laughs> that's it nothing yeah that's it <laughs> I liked it like I said dusty, I'm, try, I'm trying I'm trying to motor, motor motor through the synop like the synopsis here so we can really I get, get it talking about it I get it so the, again they they find a bunch of vehicles they realize that the vehicles are actually in fairly good working order Let and then they decide to roll out into town uh, next thing you know they they found these kind of dilapidated vehicles, but then they have a perfectly good vehicle. And uh, in true 80s fashion, they're like, well, thank God that they didn't stop printing the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And they punch open the newspaper uh, kiosk, I guess you could say. Yeah. And they realize that, like, Cobra has taken over. Like, this is the point where they realize, no shit, Cobra is in charge. The U.S. is part of the Cobra Empire. And that was that was my favorite character that like broke open the glass. I don't. Do, do you know who he is, Matt? The guy that's in red. I don't recall what his name was. Scorch. He's like Scorch, I believe. And, and he's nice. he's basically like a 1920s radio announcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love it. It's amazing. I think his I name's like, Scorch. Who the fuck, let this guy in here. All right. So they bust open the the glass, and then. This is the meat and potatoes. I've already said this. Sorry. This is now the meat and potatoes of really what I wanted to get into, and that is the vehicles and some of the animation style. So, thing one we need to address. Cobra has all kinds of unlimited budget and badass science fiction level research and development for all their crazy vehicles. What do their police roll around in? A 1985 Crown Victoria with fucking Cobra spray-painted on the sides. Like, you three idiots who are supposed to, you know, steal the fucking video camera at the beginning, who are now cops, you don't get any high-tech shit. You're not RoboCop. You're beat cops from an 80s movie. What I think it is, though, is the Marauders were like, you know what? We don't really have to do a whole lot of policing. We got most of this stuff locked down. Let's roll in style. Yeah, Let's yeah. get this. Crown but was it really this is an artistic style? statement. I'm, in the 80s, I'm sure it was. I'm sure during that time frame, that was. It was probably I mean, a sign that was of the way that cops were portrayed. All right, then second cool vehicle thing is once the Cobra cops have the Joes kind of hemmed up, the Joes leave the essentially infantry fighting vehicle that they're in in a set of three-wheelers, two three-wheelers, 
that have heat-seeking missiles on the side. And then they, they drive do. straight up over the fucking police cruiser, launching themselves in a sick fucking jump, like total X Games points, land, peel out, and drive away. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah, and they're super, like, shorty. They're, like, a very weird proportion. Yeah. But the... They're basically like side. They're basically like motorcycles with sidecars, but but they look like they're trikes. Yeah, but so at first I thought they were they were sidecars, but they're not. They're trikes. It's it's a motorcycle with a a trike with a sidecar, but like the rear axle is not offset. Yeah, it's like if, if that makes sense. It's one vehicle. It's not a a vehicle with another vehicle on the side. All right. Then the next scene, the Joes are flying helicopters without rotors. Uh, that's the best way I can describe this. They're these they're the, stumpy. They're the best. These yeah. these are my favorite things. Frog looking fucking. I don't even know. They get two engines on the back. It looks like they just deleted the rotor off the helicopter for the toy. It looks like what they took did is that they took they took a Harrier jet and they kept the part that held a human in at the same size and everything else they shrunk by like 150% yeah. and just attached yeah. it to the back of the uh yeah. of the cockpit there's there's another vehicle later on in the episode uh, I'll address it now and cobra does the same thing it's essentially it looks like they took a cobra helicopter and then like just chopped the cockpit off and it's just like a lawn chair the guy sits in. Yeah, yeah. With yeah, a gla- like, yeah. The, rest, the rest of the helicopter exists, but like your action figure doesn't sit in anything. He just sits on it, and you're like, what the fuck is this? He's just strapped to it. It's like yeah. a Leonardo da Vinci dimension. Yeah, so essentially the Joes, the Joes have kind of integrated into the world now. They're kind of kind of on the offensive on the prowl you know they've got their little trike slash sidecar vehicles they've got their little helicopter vehicles and some some kind of negative stuff starts to befall you know a lot of people involved so at first the cobra um (laughs) the cobra cops drive into the side of a vehicle they crash and then the joes with a series of super bad luck uh their trike vehicles drive into the side of what i'm assuming is the same tank it's not really super apparent. And then the Cobra Cops, you know, of course, haphazardly, they happen upon them. Very next scene, we've got it's Steeler and I think Grunt, and they're trying to fix the Joe base. And Grunt is like, hey, give me that panel. And Steeler just loses his mind, mm-hmm. right? And just starts running off. We're not, and then, we're not in a different here world. We go. We're dead. We're, we've here gone to the we devil. Go. We're dead. Let's talk Honestly, about the very yeah. next scene. This does make me identify with Steeler. <laughs> the, the very next scene, we realize that Steeler is being watched on a big screen, and it pans back, and new fetish unlocked. Mm-hmm. We have <laughs> fucking blue latex cobra lady with thong outside the blue latex bodysuit talking to baroness about watching him lose his mind and baroness is like you know what you gotta do and blue latex helmeted cobra lady is like okay and i was just like Whoa, <laughs> you put this in a cartoon in 80, 85, fucking holy shit. As far as I understand, this is not a character. This is someone that only exists in this world. I this don't episode, think, yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever seen her before or since. No, but it was, it. it is if, if I was the, fairly over the top. If I was the blue latex uh, 
helmeted lady, I would be like, you know, when a woman got in charge, like the Baroness, I thought I could go back to wearing normal clothes again. Right. Instead of a swimsuit outside of a leotard. At least don't make me wear the pumps. Yeah. You know? Like thigh-high boots, yeah. We'll like I said, new sneakers. fetish unlocked. Let's go. I know, I know where Steeler's thinking. <laughs> well, Steeler thinks that he's the devil, or he's gone to the devil, or... He didn't, no, he, they didn't he, want to say yeah, hell, because that would be too religious. He yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a children's show, so you can't say hell, but... Yeah. yeah. That's very interesting. The, the German phrase, Gatesum to fell, is go to the devil. And that's their oh. version of go to hell. Oh, nice. Nice. So anyways, the helicopters without rotors show up uh, over the fucking uh, Washington Monument reflecting pool, which, oh, I guess that will be in the next episode. But, like, all of a sudden the, the helicopters without rotors show up and then a bunch of Cobra jets show up. And one of the, the kind of neat things about, oh, hold on, about this ensuing battle is you actually see how big the Cobra aircraft are in comparison to the Joes. The Joes have these very small, what we've just described, essentially helicopters without a rotor blade, and then the Cobras have these huge fighter jets, like three-engine fighter jets. The the Cobra guy sits in the very front. It appears on a couple of scenes where it's animated, it looks like there would be like a... Uh, Kind of a dorsal gunner, like circ, you know, like a a, a B seventeen or B twenty nine, like mm-hmm. a guy in the top in a laser turret. But no, it's just one guy. And so the fight kicks off. It's over DC, and the Joes start just kind of fucking these dudes up. Well, the fight kicks off. We see a missile come at screen, and then to be continued, so we can put a commercial break in. Yeah. Boom. Well, it was it was a it was a, not a commercial break. It was aired the very next day. So, a fight occurs. Uh, it's it's over DC. It ends up showing a bunch of cool landmarks in DC. It shows the Washington Monument. It shows the Lincoln Memorial. It shows the White House. Um, and every single one of them has like a cobra tint to it. Whether it's a flag or it's it's a different color than what we know or whatever. It's just it goes to show that we're part of the Cobra Empire. The Joes shoot down, I think, three or four of the jets, um, and they seem to be good. So then we flash over to another scene where it shows regular citizens of D.C., and they're in a soup kitchen line, and the Cobra, kind of the Cobra grunts are being dicks to them, and you realize that, hey, this isn't so good for the people on the ground. The three Joes, I think it's three Joes, who are wrapped up by the Australian, you know, the Australian misfit gang of Cobra guys, in the back of that 85 Crown Vic, they then mount a daring escape and punch and finagle their way out of it. Next scene, we get Steeler again. He's he's in his descent into madness. He is uh he's roaming through the wasteland. He's he's delirious. He's he's essentially ranting and raving about shit that's going on. Is incoherent at this point. He realizes he's fighting a war without end. Yep. Mm, yes, right. Yeah. The never-ending war versus Cobra. Yeah, he's he has an existential crisis on the futility of his life. Exactly. It's very it's very Kafka-esque. Cue my favorite favorite scene 
in this whole two episode series. Grunt shows up and he's like, Steeler, it's me. Like, listen to me. I'm here to help you. And Steeler's eyes bug out and then it pans out and it's Steeler running with his arms above his head <laughs> along this fucking ridge line, just going, <laughs> and that's it. And yeah. then you see Grunt follow him in the ATV. And that's the fucking, like, it was the best. Like, that's the point. I was pretty sold on this episode and kind of his descent into madness, you know, sequence or whatever. But when that happened, I was like, this is really good TV. <laughs> I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is Game of Thrones level bullshit right here. It really is. Uh, so next next scene, we got a Cobra guy, and he's got a over-the-shoulder, like, full-size video camera that evidently broadcasts in real time. So back to Fetish, we see, <laughs> we see the Baroness, who doesn't have her glasses on, Hmm. Wait a minute. And then blue... if, you t- if you take off her glasses and put her hair down, then you could take oh. her to the prom. There <laughs> yes, they're doing that. There so she she, she directs <laughs> she directs swimsuit lady to essentially go get the Joes that have been uh, captured. Yes, but oddly enough, she says they'll <laughs> need help. Yeah. So kind of first inclination that things aren't the way that they seem. Zoltan is basically saying, saying like, hey, we can't, we lost the Joes. Or he says, I can't believe you lost the Joes. And they're like, where are you gotcha. going? And he's like, oh, I got to go tell Destro that you guys fucked up, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they inform Destro, the and Destro is essentially, he talks to one of the large Cobra jets that's out there, the Cobra fighter jets, the, the three-engine things. And he's like, hey, where are you? Like, let's put him into position. He then opens the top of the Washington Monument and he hits them with an electrified net. And then he has a name for it. Like, because they're like, hey, we're going to shoot our way out. And he's like, you can't do it. Yeah. Leech ray or leech net. The persistent leech. And it essentially draws all energy out from everything, whether it's mechanical systems, electrical systems, lasers, whatnot. It crushes their helicopters with no rotors and they fall to the ground. Now, I do love the fact that they. They either replace the Washington Monument with a metal, an empty metal structure, or like they hollowed yeah. out the Washington Monument in some fashion. But when it opens, it does do a metal clang. And I have to assume that it's just sort of a giant gold obelisk that they put there in place of the old Washington Monument. Yeah, with this anti aircraft emplacement on the top. Just yeah, because that's inside of it. Yeah. That's what you do. And this goes back to Cobra and their budget. Like, where yeah, exactly. are they getting this money? That's, this is exactly the point where I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, the, how much money? They're spending all the world's budget. Yeah, well, well here they're in charge. Well, so you've got a lot of money sense. to spend on the, your military when you don't care about stimulating the economy. That's true. Or, uh, or, or health care or any of that bullshit. Well, and they essentially do show a slave labor camp, like, in the next scene, so... Right, so the Washington anybody. Mall has been turned into a slave labor camp, and we have our three our three intrepid heroes who have escaped from Cobra essentially imprisonment in the back of the police car. They're sneaking through it, and essentially their plan is to get close to the the Cobra headquarters. They realize that they have a couple Cobra guards encroaching on them. They, I thought as this scene was progressing, I thought that they were going to bring them around the backside of the shed, beat them up, and then put their uniforms on. No, they just no. beat him up. 
and then you realize they that take their Zoltan, yeah, Zoltan is watching them. Like he's got this master fucking plan. So they start chasing them, and then everything goes to shit. The Cobra dudes have helicopters with no cockpits, and they're following them. And the Joes, instead of shooting the helicopters with no cockpits and blowing them up, drop multiple horse statues onto the helicopters <laughs> yeah. with no cockpits, which just hem them the fuck up. <laughs> like the Cobra dudes are like, man, maybe I shouldn't. When fly they did by it for the second a... time, I was like, okay, this was intentional. Yeah, this yeah. this means something. Yeah. Like, it just, it was ridiculous. So the the three Joes get away. Very next scene, the the group with Lady J is, is captured by Cobra Commander. He then puts them into a torture chamber and puts them onto essentially the world's largest propeller. And he starts talking about, hey, you're going to give me the locations of the, you know, the resistance facility. He's talking to them like he thinks that they are part of his world, right? He's like, yeah, yeah. you got you got to give shit up. And if you don't, I'm going to spin this propeller faster and faster, and it's going to cause, effectively, he doesn't say it, but effectively the blood to rush your head, and then your heads are going to explode, and, what, and you're going to give up. Well, it's a needlessly complicated was, death device. Yeah. yeah. What, he, what he said is the centrifugal force is going to crush you as I speed this up if you don't tell me what's going yep. on. But really, it's just going to, essentially, yeah, after like two spin. seconds, the blood's going to go to their head, and they're just going to like black out. It's just Pass like on. when you're yeah. on the Gravitron and the Carney forgot to turn it off. Yeah. Like, it's not a that big yeah. a deal. Yeah, it's just like when you were seven. I believe at this point, and I don't remember, he makes mention of essentially taking the Joes from Destro. There's at least one or two times where he he talks about it, where it, it, it kind of highlights the fact that, hey, maybe Cobra Commander and Destro don't get along. Right? And, and usually they're best friends. Yep. Yeah, they've never hated each other uh, deeply Throughout before. Throughout the entire series, yeah. 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 So... All right, next scene, we get Grunt and we get uh, we get Steeler. Grunt is still trying as hard as he can to get Steeler to kind of realize. And again, as goofy as this episode is, like this is pretty good shit. Like Steeler doesn't recognize. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't recognize Grunt. They get into a fight. Like it's a thing. They roll down a hill, and the next thing you know. Dead bodies. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then Steeler's kind of like he's kind of starts to come around a little bit. And he does. Then they like he kind of snaps then, back then, into reality, but he's but still he very stressed out. Yeah. Then they find these bodies. Yeah. And the the thing is, like, I I understand the reason. So the bodies that they find are going to be uh, Grunt, Steeler, and Clutch, right? Yeah. So, yep. and I don't understand why. I do understand why they're like, okay, we got to kill Steeler because of what happens next. We basically have to like make sure that there's no other Steeler around that's going to like screw up the plan going forward. Yeah, so that the Baroness but, isn't like mm, double team. Got two of them. Yeah, mm, yeah. But, but no, I don't two, know why they were like, we have to kill. Bring your Botwest over here. I don't know why they were like, okay, we we also need to kill Clutch and Grunt. And it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me until I really thought about it the way a writer's room would. And I think really what it is is it comes down to this. They were afraid that the implication that they would find their double and fuck them was too great. <laughs> so they wanted to make sure that they removed that as much as possible. Yeah. Like somewhere out there, there's a guy. He knows exactly the way I like it. Exactly. 
Yeah. Oh my God. That's what I want for AI. Ew. <laughs> to bang Wait, yourself. What? <laughs> you want to bang yourself? No. Some some mm-hmm. some something that knows exactly what you want. Oh, okay. It doesn't have to be a guy. Just... Dudes. <laughs> Just it doesn't have to be, but, it but have it's to be, it should be. <laughs> it it will be. be whatever you want, man. It could be like yeah. A pony. It could be a G.I. Joe. Or a Barbie. Yuck. <laughs> or a G.I. Or Joe doing yeah, a that's, Barbie. That's gross. My <laughs> bestiality <laughs> joke. That's much classier. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, okay, where are we? Oh, they, they found they, the body. They realize who everybody is. Like they they realize essentially when they went to the whole like six confirmed three dead they realized who the three dead were. Then all of a sudden blue latex fetish lady shows up at the top and she's like you have to come with me, and they just kind of go with her. Yeah. Now with the long shot you can tell she's wearing bloomers and thigh high boots, but when they uh, cut to the medium shot she's wearing the the, the full outfit. She's wearing a jumpsuit. Yeah. I love a good scene yeah. change. Oh, I just yeah. went back yeah. and looked. You're right. Yeah. Well, no, I she think was wearing the bloomers and high, the thigh highs I, yeah, uh, I think it is in the earlier air. scenes. Yeah. I think they just miscolored it in that first scene that she was in. No, I think they had to change the costume. I'm willing to bet that somebody looked at this scene and they were like, yeah, uh, cover her up, okay? Yeah. But don't get rid of the, the previous scenes yeah, well, that was the yeah. Last episode. i need those uh for my files i'm gonna confiscate these so i'm gonna need them later for a little master bait a, ma- a, ma- a, mas- a master class in in art paint why don't you get out of here before you shot in the larynx so next scene we got cobra commander he's spinning everybody super fast and he's finally gets kind of tired of it He's like, you're going to essentially participate in a, le- a life and death like game. And he ejects everybody off of this propeller into a, a hole in the wall. A carefully, a carefully placed Yeah, hole. and I, I thought he was, it was going to be like an arena for combat or something like that. No, they just go into another one of those electronic traps. And they're suspended there. Following scene, we get Steeler. The Baroness comes in to talk... <laughs> Realize that the Baroness without her glasses is all about old Steeler. In this reality, her and Steeler were lovers. Mm, they got together. Yep. She was heartbroken when he was killed. Turns out she's a member of essentially the Resistance, and she, you know, wants him back. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on because he's not from this reality. G.I. Joe swipe. I'm going to kind of mash some shit together he, he here did have he did have like one of the world's like most attractive women hitting on him and he was just like i don't understand can you send my friend back in yeah yeah because he's yeah. hanging out with my friend right. <laughs> my cool friend can he watch so we're, we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to all that here in a second we're gonna wrap it up wrap it up all right then again another 10 out of 10 scene we go to commercial break we get the gi joe swipe then we come back and we've got our three heroes hanging by their wrists and Cobra Commander is like, we're going to play a game. And that's when they pan over Lady J and they have overdrawn her boobs. They're enormous. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> it's it. fucking out of control. And then they pan up 
and they got robot boa constrictors who are going to come down these ropes and constrict our people fucking goddamn sharks with laser beams on their head style. And Cobra Commander thinks it's the funniest fucking thing in the world. It's not. These look these look cooler and also dumber than they should. <laughs> oh, they were cool as fuck. But they also, but also had it. But, but then when they do the yeah. when they do the close ups though, you and you like you see their eyes, they look really dumb. From yeah. the long oh, yeah. shot, they look really cool. It's like, oh, it's a mechanical snake. But they get close and, the, and it just looks like one of those um staple removers they used to play with as a kid. Pretend yeah. it was an alligator. Oh yeah. Okay, so then we get our heroes. We go to the second group of heroes who essentially has not been kidnapped. Uh, the guys who are on the helicopter with no cockpit. They are flying along, fighting their way through essentially the DC mall in the air, and then they get wrapped up by the same uh, Destro's laser electro energy pink trap, right? Yeah. Uh, we go back to Cobra Commander, and we realize that our heroes are able to essentially fight him using the robot snakes. And then when they do that and they crash the windows, the snakes go through. Dude, he's wearing pants that look like they're out of, like, Louis the Sixteenth. <laughs> like, he's got these, like, tights with, like... Mm. like John I, I don't know the best way to describe this. Stupid, sexy Cobra like, Commander. Yeah, <laughs> like, stupid, sexy Cobra Commander. Like, 1700s French royalty. And he's got the stirrups going around the heels of his boots. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck like, is happening? He's showing off his games. Or something. Yeah. Yes. Cobra McCoverton. All right, so things are starting to come together. Uh, then we got Steeler. He kind of finally realizes what's going on. Grunt, he realizes what's going on. They sit the Baroness down, and she's like, you're going to have to come with me and play along. And then we can kind of summarize the rest of this up in about 20 seconds here. So what ends up happening is the Baroness goes down to essentially the Cobra leadership and says, hey, I have these Joes. They've defected over to me and over to you, Destro. You guys need to go against Cobra Commander. Mm -hmm. And then Cobra Commander then turns against Destro. They get a Cobra Civil War. Baroness then rolls out with the Joes over to where the wormhole was. And then they put all the Joes at the wormhole. And she's like, all right, I'll see you guys later. And then this is the most important thing that we saw in 44 minutes of television. The Joes are like, Baroness, how can we thank you? She's like, go home. And a bunch of them go home. And then Steeler goes, I'm going to be a hero and stay yeah. with this big titty dominatrix. I just realized I'm, I'm just I might sacrifice have, I, myself. I just, it just dawned on me that I might have sex with you. So I'm staying. all the fucking time. So all of my bitching and complaining constantly about the Joes up to this point. Mm -hmm. Screw yeah. that! I'm Joe through and through. Also, yeah. Destro and uh, Cobra Commander are having a civil war, so a lot of my job's actually kind of done here. Yeah, so exactly. exactly. Like yeah. actually, so like the situation's just... better for me to retire here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just gonna murder each but... other, and we're gonna go to your fucking castle in Germany and just smash. Constantly, <laughs> and then, and then he's got two of his cockbock buddies yeah. who are just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna stay here well, with you." Grunt and Clutch, yeah. like, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll stay too." Yeah, yeah. and it's like, "What the fuck? Do you just change your Joe name to Third Wheel?" <laughs> 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 nice, nice. 
So, anyways, that's that's essentially how the, the episode blocker. ends. Um, the Joes make it back. They have they have essentially prevented the alternate reality. And then when you get back to modern day reality, there's a group of Joes looking for the lost yeah. Joes. Duke and, uh, and Every Drew. everybody gets found. Everybody kind of goes back. And the last kind of, I can only imagine when this episode was written that the animators and the writers had the same opinions that we did, that like Steeler is staying with the Baroness because he's just going to fucking smash that out every day. You got, was it Flint? Whatever, like Beret dude. He's like, he's a good man staying where they need brave men. (laughs) And it's like, G.I. Joe. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Ready and yeah. go team. He stayed there for purely patriotic reasons and no other reasons. I mean, yeah. There is two real good reasons. <laughs> yeah, his buddies. I did kind of like appreciate <laughs> that they let his buddies stay as well because they were just like previous to now, he had not been putting a good showing as a in terms of his combat effectiveness. And he's essentially like just gotten over being terribly, terribly sick. And yeah, they're just like, yeah, eh, we'll just leave him here. You know, he, he, I'm not sure he's even that's, sound that's to be making these kinds good. of decisions. <laughs> Maybe he's got like COVID fog or something, you know? Yeah, that's true. He did just get out of it. So. Yeah. He caught COVID and it, now they're like, yeah, sure. You can go back to work. Yeah. But then all of his buddies were like, no, 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 we'll, we'll help you. We'll stay yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, we'll sure. yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we like, can... like in a week from now when he's like, what the fuck did I do? They don't even have Cheetos here. What the <laughs> hell? Yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. Everybody's in soup lines. They got Cobros. Cobros. That's like the a hostess ding dong, right? It's a Cobro. Cobro. It's a Cobro, buddy. Cobra. What's up, Cobra? And then, of course, we can't forget about the teamwork helps you win, not arguments. Mm, okay, hold on. I gotta I got watch the PSA just a second. Before we get into the next segment, let's talk about the cool fucking shit that we saw in this episode. Let's talk about sex, baby. Baby. <laughs> That wasn't the cool shit. The cool shit was exactly what I said in text is, where do these guys get funded? There's not a single fucking goddamn standard nonsense. Shadow appropriation. Like, everybody has their own thing. It's a working capital fund. Nothing is standard. It's just... it's (laughs) Both sides are just budgetary hemorrhages. Let me tell you about the working capital fund, gentlemen. It is... (laughs) It is the appropriation godsend that allows you to do whatever you want so long as it's roughly related to what it was intended to do. So IT could equal bombs if the bomb has Wi-Fi. Think about it, gentlemen. (laughs) Think about it. Wow. A Wi-Fi-enabled bomb is an IT eGov solution for freedom. (laughs) Derek, take it away. I mean, evidently, that's that's what it was. Like, we saw, like, dude, the Joes had a shopping cart with laser guns on it. Everybody had kite backpacks. Um, they had a laser artillery piece. The uh, the Cobra guys had a, a few fucking 
A-10s with three motors with lasers on it. The Joes had helicopters without rotors with lasers on it. The Cobras had an 85, like, Chevy Caprice. The Joes had, like, trikes. It's amazing. How much of a preteen wet dream G.I. Joe was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For us, for us back in the 90s, like, you know, pre-internet. Yeah, that's pre- how they sold it. Yeah, it, it was like guns, explosions, Hell, my dear son will still turn a stick into a gun, and I've steered him away from violence because I don't want him to be a school shooter, but he's still somehow... (laughs) No, seriously, that is my... What the fuck? As a father to a son, my goal is to make sure I do not have an incel or a school shooter or... A rapist. Like, this is the serious thoughts that are going through my head that need to be spoken. Wow. I do not want my my son to ever, ever, ever raise a gun to a human or just be a creepy, incelish human. Like, that is my goal is to keep him normal. And back in the 90s, this kind of behavior was kind of condoned. Like, blow shit up. But this would have been 83 right here. So. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So this, this so, like, so, the only thing that would have been fresh in everybody's mind would have been... The Gulf like, War. Vietnam. The like, Desert, Desert Shield. No, Desert Shield wasn't until 89, 91. No, oh, you're right. Yeah. Holy shit. So. Huh. The only thing that, that would have been here would have been like various terrorist activities, like what happened at Munich or Vietnam War, uh, uh, the Iran Contra. Wasn't <laughs> that wasn't a military oh, conflict? Well, and Iran Contra was, I think, happening right now. So, essentially, this I think this was the time frame when Ollie North was selling weapons. And... It, didn't that have like some kind of factor? Derek? Well, yeah, because because we were arming uh, Afghanistan to fight, or, or yeah, no, how, no, how no, that, that, that was that was separate. But we were arming Afghanistan around this time period to yeah, fight yeah. the Soviets. So yeah, the enemy of my but enemy it wasn't is my Iraq friend. Contra. There wasn't really Iron Contra though. No, no, no I, I'm tangenting. I'm sorry. Yeah, but the second episode, that's actually where we know where Cobra gets all their funding. Because they essentially have all of the world's finances because they took over the world. Mm-hmm. Or they took over the U.S. at the very least. So, Well, but previous to that, how did they how did they get... I mean, they do have some yeah. crazy inventions. Maybe they're just selling the rights to some of those inventions. Maybe. Yeah, this isn't really an argument for an alternate universe episode. <laughs> which... <laughs> I was just about to get it to stop. This is not even really an interesting yeah, let's, argument. Let's, let's stop. Yeah. But yeah, this had alternate dimensions. The last episode had Excalibur and magic, so... Yeah, it's I, kind of all over I, the place, really. I didn't realize that G.I. Joe was such an Adventure Town series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, I don't. Well, who cares what you don't like? I care. Alright, so where do we stand on this episode? Episodes. I, I love it. Love it. That's love it. Honestly, yeah, yeah, dude, it was great. It's amazing. Voice acting was fucking phenomenal in this one. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was yep. sound effects. This is everything I love about my childhood. Pacing honestly, was great. Honestly. <laughs> the only thing I didn't love about it, and it, this is this is a nitpick, 
like of all nitpicks, and maybe because just I'm used to it, is I thought that they made Steelers kind of descent into madness a little bit tropey, but I mean it was '83. Uh, yeah, like that's the, the you Matt put it perfectly when you saw this as a kid. You thought it was insane. Yeah. You're like, oh my god! I like, did not really understand what ha- was happening to that character. Yeah, and now as an adult, I was like, dude, that was great. Like he was he was talking about like religious things and going insane, and then doing like a Beavis and Butthead <laughs> run <laughs> on a big line. Like, it was, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was great. Like it this, I can't say enough good things about it. It was this was a great episode. Series of episodes. Agreed. I mean, it was very predictable, but they oh, yeah. they did it in a nice way. Like they did it in such a way that the audience was let in on it early. We get to see the characters realize it, even though it doesn't make <laughs> they don't it doesn't make a lick of sense why they realize it. No, I mean there were certain things that they had to accelerate, and I appreciate that. But yeah, like all of a sudden they're just like, oh my god. Plus, plus it we're has in a like parallel that, dimension. It has that like tiny little bit of like fan service of like, oh no, the Baroness is going to be good and going to be part of the good guys. When she takes her sexy librarian glasses mm. off, she's just sexy. I like her better with the glasses. Yeah, I like yeah. it when she's evil. Everybody does. I like it when she's bad and mean to me. <laughs> well, she'll still have uh, that yeah. part going. Yeah, yeah. She's just like overall good. So I also think that this was a really uh, good way for them to retire these characters because they never show up again in the G.I. Joe Real American Hero cartoon line. Yeah, I mean, they they were very old. The design of them was very old at that time, and they wanted to replace those characters, I'm sure. Oh, no, I'm sure, I'm sure. But the fact that they actually maintain that continuity, too, I... I think I'm, I know it's easy to do because you're like sunsetting a toy line, basically, and you're like, let's get rid of these toys, get these other toys in play. But I did think it was kind of cool that they maintained the continuity throughout the storylines that they were putting out for GI Joe. Yeah, the continuity. So, yeah. so we're keeping it. Yes, David. We're Absolutely, hundred percent. Screw you, David. We're yeah, keeping GI Joe. We don't yeah. care that you hate it. And you want to get rid of it. You thought you'd won. Derek. In your face, David. <laughs> Tammy. David. We love you, David. How many drugs did you do, David? David. <laughs> well, you told him to do did all Did you do enough drugs? David, you need to do all uh, the drugs. Yes. So here, here's the question I have. Do we want to find out what uh, Derek's G.I. Joe character would be? Just so we can clean out the set and actually make the uh, Oh, yeah, we got to collect line. the full run. Got to make the toy line. So, Derek, were you a G.I. Joe? What G.I. Joe would you be? As in, what would be your unique G.I. Joe yeah. abilities? Not like which G.I. Joe that currently exists do you identify with. No. What If Derek was a G.I. Joe. Yeah. Would you be like Girl Dad and you just have like a like an armored papoose and like tiny guns for a kid to shoot? So <laughs> would, this, would this be something that I consider myself like good at? Like that would espouse my G.I. Joe character or, or I can just pick it? I mean, because the easy answer is I'm just every pilot G.I. Joe ever, right? Um, <laughs> You're pilot man. No, it should be. They had a bunch of G.I. Joes that were pilots or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, they're, like, could I be more unique? You could um, be, like, the nerd pilot. 
and you fly behind a D&D screen. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're a nerd pilot it. and you just fly with glasses. That's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that yeah, that's actually not good. You need good vision to fly. Or you could be the uh, the CrossFitter when you fly by flapping your arms yeah. really hard. Yeah, what yeah. would I do as my GI Joe? What would my superpower be? I think Matt came up with two. You know, you know what I would honestly. You know what I would be? I would be like the OIC. I'd be the ops guy. Like, it's what I do for work. I enjoy it, and I'm very good at it. Like, I would be the pencil-pushing individual who makes the fuckers like, hey, go do your shit. Like, hey, lieutenants, go fly. Come on. Like, I've just kind of embraced that role. And and, and I don't do it in a dick way. I just, like, I'm just, like... Come on. I love this. So you're going to be like the manager and then like on your, on your person, yeah. you have all these like tiny little fold out drones that you can fly around, but you use them to spy on your people to make sure they're doing their work right. And then like, yeah, or, or like it just, it brings them the paperwork that they need to sign. Like, Hey, nice, dickhead, sign nice. this. So it's, I think that would be my GI Joe, like the opso. So you, you would probably be hanging out with uh third master a lot if that was the case oh yeah yeah we'd be making shit happen Mm -hmm. like and i would still fly on my own and go on ops or whatever but like my thing would be making sure that like you know essentially your job now the t's are crossed (laughs) and the i's are dotted exactly like if everybody came back was like hey uh so steelers stayed in the alternate dimension because the baroness is hot because she doesn't have glasses and she just wants to pound down on his dick, I'd be like, he didn't do his uh, <laughs> like computer-based general military training. So like somebody go to the alternate dimension and bring his ass back because he needs to finish this. <laughs> so our readiness is good. Fucking go get him. Also, gotta he just he gotta just, get those juice those numbers. He submitted to the new retirement plan because he was going to leave relatively soon. Where the yep. fuck are we sending and this retirement now, money? Exactly. Now he's in an alternate dimension, balls deep in a baroness. Like, get him the fuck back here. Like, we've got some paperwork to do. No, this is my worst nightmare. Bring him no, home. We'll send God. him back when he's done. No, Bring you can't him have sex with an evil dream girl. You have to do your taxes. <laughs> that's right. Uh, uh, that's, that's my GI Joe. I get a pass so, with so, anime. Girls what would your now, name guys. be? No, you don't. Yes, what I would do. your name what be? What would my name be? Yeah. Uh, oh, the be... OIC or <laughs> OIC. <laughs> no, it'd be uh let's see. Oh, it'd be a good one. The bootlicker. Like the, <laughs> oh, the, God. the bureaucrat, but like the uh, the badass bureaucrat. No, that would be He's not a bean counter. The B A B. Oh, no, 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 I think no. oh, his I code name would be TPS. <laughs> oh, God. No. Yeah, you know, TPS. Go ahead and come in on Saturday. It would yeah, be yeah. like it would be like uh, standard form government registered number four five seven dash two. All right, let's let's send nice. this one home. Like it's like eleven thirty. Like okay, <laughs> TPS. I love so, it. TPS. Oh, the, 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 
Dude, that's a that's a double uh, double meaning right there, like test pilot school and TPS report. Is it a double oh, entendre? All right. So, All right. No. All right, David. Like what are we doing next for our segments? Next is redemption. An insurmountable pile of wonderful awfulness. Redemption. Ooh, redemption. Derek. Uh, oh, yay. They, they looked upon the cartoon list, and yay, they were saved. All right, let me see. I rejoiced. Well, here, here's the question. Do you want to torture us, or do you want to try to watch something cool? Torture. Torture. <laughs> Do it. No, I, I, I want to watch something cool. Like, I mean, okay. we just watched something cool and it was fun. Yeah. Torture. So torture. We do have a few cool things in the bottom list. Among them would be. <laughs> Among um, the bottom list. Among the bottom list. That's that's how I rack and stack Gra- my life. That's Gravity what, yeah, Falls. That's, that's <laughs> the name of my autobiography. <laughs> the bottom. Oh, that's list. not up there. Yeah. <laughs> Gravity <laughs> Falls, Cowboy Bebop. No, 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 no. That's too good for us. That's I too mean, late. Cowboy in the... Bebop. I understand. That's too late in the day. Okay. No, we we are we're stuck in the eighties, gentlemen. Over the garden wall. Oh, there's yes. also uh, Bigfoot in the Muscle Machines. I Let's removed that for up, a reason. Hey, you know what? Let's bring up Ren and Stimpy. <gasps> oh. oh my! We're gonna have a lot to talk about because that yeah, guy's a, okay. a creep hole. Yeah, guy's like a uh, pedophile. Up, oh yeah, dude, it, that is. We have the whole mm-hmm. argument of can we divorce the creation from the creator? Yeah. Do we want to? Do we I want think, to? I think we have to. Nope. We have to. Uh, I don't know. We I, owe it to our listener. I will every now and again still walk around singing. Log, log. It's big. It's heavy. It's <laughs> oh, God. Log, Damn you. Log. Holy. It's better than bad. It's, it's good. good. Oh, fuck. Everyone it's been 10 years. Damn you. Everyone weeds a log. Damn, log. Damn you, damn you. From Blamo. We want cartoons 26 hours a day. All right. So for this episode, David, are we rolling for a new one or did we? Yes, we are, we are rolling for a new one. Okay. Okay. What is index 349? Black Star. Mm. So it goes 345 to 361. 361 is Black Star. I have no idea what Black Star is. Me neither. It looks right up my alley, though. I'm pulling it up right now. It looks like a sword and sorcery set in space. Oh, yeah. There's a guy riding a dragon thingy, like a wavern. A wavern. Oh. Oh, Oh, I'm starting to get some flashbacks here. Uh Uh-oh. Whoa. Oh, I'm excited. This art style looks kind of great. And also terrible at the same time. Oh, I'm I'm loving it. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. (laughs) I just found the the fucking cute nerd, like, pink people. Yep, yep. Exactly. The reverse nerfs. Reverse Great. nerfs. All right. So we got Black Star. There's 13 episodes. So which episode are we watching, David? Watching number five. Number five. All right. Let's see if we can find episode this five. And which which dipshit will be punished? Which doofus will get this one? Big money, big money, no whammies, some whammies, maybe. 
stop. That is going to be Derek. Oh, all right. right. Derek. Neat. Is it a two-episode stretch or is it a single? So this is episode five, The Quest. When Polo, the Trobbit, swallows the poison of the pond, Blackstar seeks out the healing stone of the desert dwellers to cure the little fellow. The but Trobbit. during the quest, he is challenged by the Emerald Knight. So you got Sir Gawain and the Green Knight vibes going on here. Gwayne. Sir Gawain. Gwayne, sorry. Gwayne. Um, but it looks like it is a, a pink person heavy episode too. Oh, right? thank so, God. Yeah. Yeah. So you got you got the best one. At any rate, on a future episode of Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching Black Star, episode five, The Quest. But next time on Amazingly Terrible, we'll be watching Pirates of Dark Water, episode 19, Sister of the Sword. I'm prepared to be disappointed. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. Horribly disappointed, mm. but also, like, happy in some regards. Yeah. Sister of the Sword. This is when I learned how mentally deficient my nostalgia is. Yes. Oh, my God. No, it's going to be bad. It is definitely going to be really bad. Exciting. I've been Matt. I've been Adam. I've been David. I've been Derek. That's it. Mike? What? That's it. Mike? Have you been Mike? Uh, Oh, are we wrapping this up? We're wrapping it up. We're just ending it immediately. Yes. Oh, that was kind of abrupt. I mean, dude, it's 1135. We all got to go to bed. I'm signing off as Mike. Signing off as Mike. All right. Okay. All right. See you, folks. All right. See you guys. Amazingly Terrible is produced by David and Adam. Music by Josh Woodward. Send your email to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com. The David Blue Pill, or is it the Red Pill? Blue Pill. Blue pill. Blue pill. Take them, well, take them both. David, just That's just right. take them both and tell us. Go David, down that rabbit hole. Do all the drugs, David. <laughs> all the drugs. Do every drug, David. It, it's like the Three Stooges. The, if you do them all, them they can't go out. through the door and you can't die. Because they all get stuck going through the door frame. They all get countered out. Exactly. Yeah. So just perfect. do all of the drugs, David. Do every um, drug, David. Actually, David, I... don't, don't, don't do all the drugs. David, do everything. David, drugs do, are drugs are do an, David, do an amount of drugs that's comfortable for you to have a good time. Freedom. But know that if it's less than all yes. the drugs, we will make so, fun of you. Yes. Freedom to, freedom to do drugs. 100%.